God. Okay, we're in Nicholas's cage. This is the third time now that we're starting this episode. We had some issues with our mics. Technical difficulties. Okay. What? Was that again trying to be me? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so Alice is actually holding a mic. Um, it should sound okay, but just in case you hear any weird noises, that's what it is. And it's just, it's better this way because the other way Alice was going in and out. I don't cut anything out. Don't censor me. No, oh, man. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll do that for the people. I'll put a fully uncensored Alice out there in the world. Just keep all the racist <laughs> rants in. Um, anyway. Okay. So, yes. What are the things that we talked about? But most importantly, we talked about Monchichi, who is our mascot, who I will be putting on our, our Instagram at Cage Cage Pod. That is Alice's cat. Yeah, why are we talking? Cat. Why are we talking about my cat again? Because we just saw the movie last night, and I watched this movie with little Monchichi snuggled in my arms, and she's like adorable. Meg Ryan in Cage's arms last week, and she's a beautiful baby. She is, and I gave birth to her, and she only has one tooth. It's so cute. Um. Anyway, she'll be on the Instagram. Yeah, she will be. Um. So we just watched this movie last night, so it's fresh in our mind grapes. Ew. That's <laughs> from Perry Rock. <laughs> what else? What else is on my mind, grapes? And we watched The Trust with Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage. What an unlikely duo, as a description said. I we were for the first like I feel like for the first like hour of the movie, we were, we were very like we we're like okay, this are is they good. gay for each other? Do they love each other? <laughs> yeah, like, I forgot about that. <laughs> We I don't know why a, we had that impression. A homosexual scene. I don't know. We were just like, I don't know what it was. We were just like, what is the? No, I. There was very little research in this movie. We didn't really know what it was no, yeah, or what we it was just about. Read the Amazon Prime description. We literally just looked at it and then pressed play. Even read the full script. I didn't. I, I didn't even see the trailer the or anything. Yeah. So I was just. It took us a while to get like what the premise of the movie actually was, yeah. and for the first like bit of it we didn't realize that they were like crooked cops we thought they were right. just like regular cops right. and they were just like i didn't realize that they close. worked in the evidence room i thought they were just regular old cops yeah i thought he was like a paramedic i don't know uh, okay so actually talk about that let me just give you the very short uh like movie overview that again i always get from google it was very weird also last night because we watched with uh leah pal, leah <laughs> hello leah thank you for listening to us I don't know why you do. Every week. It's weird. It's disgusting. But it's weird. What the shit is this? So the overview. So uh, corrupt cops working in the police department evidence room. So it says that specifically. Make plans to rob a vault full of drug money in the back of a convenience store. I thought it was in someone's house. Yeah, I'd feel like there was no establishment that that was in a convenience store. Maybe it was behind. Maybe there was one in the front and then there was like a house above or something like that. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't. I mean, that doesn't really. It's not like super crucial to the plot. But essentially, yeah. It's, so Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood are these like bored evidence room cops. And Nicolas Cage has this hunch, I guess, 
that there's this vault full of drug money and instead of you know doing the normal police thing which is telling someone and then getting someone to check it out and then putting all the money and shit and evidence um nicholas cage thinks well i'm just gonna steal it take the money get out of this job so he enlists I- elijah wood's help elijah wood is like just a stoner just like yeah doesn't care about his job hate his job hates his job so nicholas cage is like okay this is the guy that'll do this uh with me you know and elijah wood basically is like at the beginning he's like yeah i hate my job this sounds sick money cool and then like basically after that the entire movie he's just thinking oh what have i done what have i gotten myself into? yeah he's just like Every step I'm just going along with it. This guy keeps manipulating me and convincing yeah. me to do shit. And then as he gets deeper, he's like, uh. Constantly. Also, I just want to. Oh, yeah. I just want everyone to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm in love with yeah. Elijah Wood. Yeah, and he's she is. really. His tiny, tiny body. He's really cool in this movie. His tiny hands. And. Um, tiny feet. I think. Probably has the same size feet as you. Probably. I wish he would. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> As I wish he would put his foot in my mouth. <laughs> Alex, no. <laughs> his weird hobbit feet. No, gross. His big, giant, hairy hobbit feet. Ugh. His wet eyes. Yeah, his eyes are always very wet. Yeah. Also, fan fiction. Them, him oh, and Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, no, the yeah. They, there was like, there was, there was at least one. I feel like there's a little sexual tension between them. You know, Nick Cage touched Elijah Wood on the shoulder, and it was like a lingering touch. To the point where Elijah Wood like looked at his hand like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, I can I can imagine it. I think I, I can think dig they it. Should have I can together. I should uh, draw like a okay. uh, like a yaoi doujinshi of uh, the trust. The That's trust. like the most niche thing that could possibly <laughs> exist. I don't think the two like genres would cross over. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is like, what is this? <laughs> um. Yeah, we will. I think we were also saying during the movie too, like Nicholas Cage should definitely do a Brokeback Mountain esque movie. Yeah, because we were wondering with if anyone can answer this. I don't yeah. know. Has Cage ever played a, a not straight guy? Yeah. Is he always seen? straight in everything? Because maybe it's time. It's time for Cage to do something get different. gay. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's what we want. Yeah. <laughs> gay Cage. Gay Cage. Gay Cage. That'd be so fun. Anyway, like, that would be so good, like, in the older-in-life role where he plays, like, an older gay man. Yeah, like a like an old-established gay gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want from Cage. Um. Anyway, I mean, we're just throwing out these Cage movie ideas. They're all really good. I don't know why no one's <laughs> listening to us. Um, I just want to say up top that uh, Vice called this a dark comedy thriller. Is that how you yeah. would describe this movie? I would. Really? I would. Because there are bits where it's, like, there funny. There are definitely some funny bits. Yeah, but it's funny in a way where it's just like, it's very chill, where it's just like this kind of tense thing is happening, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of incompetent and not really like, no one really gives a shit. And everyone's just, just kind of chill about it. Yeah. And that's kind of funny, but I then like, nothing happens for a long time. I wouldn't call it a dark comedy just because I don't think that that's how it was written. I think that that's how it came off. No, I think it was intentionally written that way. I think it was very like, chill, like hey it's two cool dudes talk- like where he's like jk like oh, there's yeah. a lot the best line in the film is like because nick cage is just this kind of like cop that's just kind of like keeps messing with elijah wood just because yeah. he thinks it's funny yeah 
but like the way he talks is really weird and he's like he makes some joke and he's like jk jk it's just the notion of nick cage <laughs> saying jk, JK is really funny to me you haven't had a lot of coffee today have you <laughs> jk um i actually have well i'll just go straight into it i found quite a few um because i when we watched it all i could think was elijah wood nicholas cage elijah wood must have been so pumped to meet nicholas cage Did, does, is elijah wood a fan did they have fun together did they get along what, you know what was it like for did him they kiss blah, blah. yeah of course um anyway uh elijah wood did do actually quite a bit of press for this movie where he talked about working with cage and um i'm just going to read some quotes that i found from different interviews that he did uh this is a 2016 movie so it's really recent more recent than the other ones that we've seen recently more recent than the other ones we've seen recently anyway you know what i mean um so it was only an hour and a half an hour and 33 minutes it, it felt a lot felt longer way it longer felt way that. longer than that all right well, that's not a good sign um maybe i should close the window oh well you know what just listen to the sound of the streets people um okay so this is a this is a vice interview by charlie schmidlin <laughs> um uh of elijah wood uh they asked him what it was like working with cage so he said, this is kind of a long quote, but anyway, I thought it was good. Um, he said, quote, with Nick, though, I've been so fortunate, fortunate to work with people I admire, but working with him, Cage, was different. He's one of those guys, though, that is so fascinating to watch, and I think that speaks to his level of commitment to everything. He never phones anything in, and he's filled with a desire to make everything strong and meaningful. It's interesting because his reputation, at least in internet culture, is that he's so broad and known for that wackiness. But he's always serving his character. He's also a, such an icon. I kept having almost out. I kept having these almost out of body experiences during scenes. I love just like imagining him fanboying over no, Nick Cage. But like, I feel like I could totally notice that during the movie. Like a lot of the movie is like Elijah Wood looking confused and scared and shocked and like kind of worried. And I just feel like that's that was just his. Yeah, a like lot, the whole movie he was just like, oh my a god. A lot of the movie is Nick happening? Cage being weird yeah. and Elijah Wood just looking in fascination. Yeah, at him. And like the only reason why Elijah Wood like follows Nick Cage's plan is yeah. just because he's just kind he of just fascinated so by this him, like weird him. character. He's yeah. just like, you're weird and, <laughs> and just, I have to just see, see where this the, goes because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fascinating to be around you. Yeah. And I feel, yeah, so I feel like he didn't have to act too hard during <laughs> during this movie. The bit where he like eats the lemon. <laughs> like there's just like a scene there where a great scene, yeah. Nick Cage is just tr- talking, like trying to get Elijah Wood to do the heist yeah, with him. Yeah, it's when he first kind of lays it out. And he it? just yeah. like gets a slice of lemon and puts Tabasco on it and yeah. eats it like it's nothing. Yeah. And Elijah Wood is just like looking at him like he's looking at an alien. He's because, like, what the like fuck? Like you would look at anyone who just like, ate what the a fuck have you just done? And he's like, try it. And Elijah tries it. And he's just like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. Like, what is wrong with you? And it's like, there's it, no explanation for it other no, than it he's a, just some weird he, alien. No, he was just messing with him. Like, that. Like he knows it's disgusting. That's why he wanted he him to it do it. He thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. He thought it was funny. Like, that's his idea of humor. But that's, the, that's, that's his character's idea But that's the whole seeds of distrust is mm. that the fact that he's constantly making these jokes yeah. to mess with Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. And Elijah eventually thinks that he, he likes him. Just enough, he just thinks it's funny. It tastes good to you? No, it doesn't. Um, so when he says the having out of the the out of body experiences with Cage, um, they asked him about like particular times where that happened, and he said, um, 
Okay, so this was um, basically there's a scene where they're planning for the heist and they're making sure that they have everything. And Elijah Wood is like, okay, and then you have the van. And, and Nicholas Cage is like, oh, no, I don't have it. I thought you were going to get it. And it's this back and forth of like these dummies who thought like, you know, you think, oh, they're so dumb. You know, one of them thought the other one was going to get it and vice versa. And so no one got it. And Elijah Wood freaks out because he's like, we can't do this. We're not prepared. Blah, blah, blah. We don't know what we're doing. And um, so that's the scene that he's talking about in this interview. So he said, quote, he makes a joke where Cage makes a joke where it seems like he hasn't gotten a van. I freak out and and his response is to pull out the van keys and say it was a joke. (laughs) And the way he said that line killed me. I don't know anyone else who would have known to fuck with the musicality of that word. It was so specific and unique. (laughs) It's a joke. Like, I feel like I would do the same thing. Like, if I was sitting in a scene and I was... Because ex- you're... Because you, you know... You would think someone would be like, it was a joke. Yeah, exactly. You expect them to say it a certain way. And then all of a sudden, he does it, like, completely bizarre. And, like, how do you keep a straight face if you're Elijah Wood? But the thing is, is that, like, people would be like, oh, he's a bad actor. But that is integral to the character. No, yeah. Because you need to constantly be on edge with, like, with his jokes. Yeah, because. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what he's thinking yes. constantly. It's like, is he serious? Is he joking? Like exactly. It's not like he just does it out of nowhere. But it's, it's just like how it's he, like in Goodfellas. It's like in Goodfellas where he's like yes. telling the joke and he's like, "What am I funny? A clown yeah, are you?" Fu- and then <laughs> it's like, oh, "I'm just chilling with you." It's like you're just constantly like, uh, "What? What? Uh? Constantly on your toes." Yeah. You don't know how he's gonna react, and um, yeah, I don't know. Just watching them together was fun for me because I liked to think of what Elijah Wood was thinking. Like I liked to think he was I really just want to hang out with Elijah Wood. Fascinating. Okay, okay. I want it. Calm down with your with your obsession with his tiny tiny body. <laughs> he looks so cool in this film. His clothes, his fashion in this film. He just looks like a cool guy. I mean, he looks I, like a cool guy I want to hang out with. His tiny like, clothes. Yeah. His, his tiny, tiny little hobbit. He is part hobbit though. Like that's clothes. why he's small. Elijah Wood's probably like your height. I don't know. I'm just imagining him, like, really, really tiny. I don't care. He's got the confidence of a tall man. Yeah, he does. I'll give you that. I mean, I don't know. Thomas is also a tiny, tiny man, so I get it. <laughs> um, so this was just more in the Vice interview about working with Cage. Uh, Elijah Wood had to say, quote, Nick is super aware of his proclivities. He's very well-spoken, this Elijah Wood. And the fact that I sound like a Jewish mother. He's very well-spoken, this <laughs> Elijah Wood. And he's very talented. Elijah. You, should, you should marry him, Alice. I think, you know, it would be good. All right. Nick is super aware of his proclivities and the fact that he might come up with something that Alex and Ben, those are the directors, may think is too out there. So I, I thought this was an interesting insight into the way he works because we, you know, how does he get away with this with the directors? I think his way of working is like, it's better to go too far yes. and be told to pull yes. back yes. than to not exactly go far right. enough. You I know? think that's what he's saying here. He says, um, uh, with he might come, fa- come up with a fa- come up with something that Alex and Ben uh, think is too out there. It was a it was a great working relationship because he would try something different just to see, and the directors would come over and maybe ask him to tweak a certain part, and he would do that. So I think you're right. I think, I think so too. And give I think, him more. Yeah. Well, I think he takes his. Well, I don't want to say every movie because I don't know if that's necessarily true, and that's fine. You know, he's done a lot of movies. It's fine to phone some of them in. Not all of them. Yeah, he's phoned some of them in, but he has like a developed like acting he, style yeah, where that he he's cares created. And he thinks about like how would this character actually act, and what can I bring to this that isn't already in the script to like make that 
memorable. Believable. Yeah. Yeah. And he just tries it with the with the directors. And I bet as a director, you totally appreciate that because he's doing things that you haven't even thought of. That makes the movie better. Nowadays, yeah. But I think maybe when he was younger, it would have been Definitely. like, like Like being... Who does he think he is? Like, he thinks he knows better than yeah, me. Yeah, like being Francis Ford Coppola and him it just being, doing awesome. the weird voice. Yeah. And you're just like, yes. please just be normal. example of Young Cage doing... I think he's... he's Going too far. He's refined it. Yes. He's definitely yes. refined it in his he's older age. He's definitely refined his style for sure. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm, I'm liking old older Cage. Yeah, older Cage is, is a is, great phase for his film. It's like a fine wine. It is like he's a aged. fine wine. He's like found the perfect balance, and I think this is when he really needs to be doing the really cool roles. This is that's what I'm saying. This isn't. This could, he could get another Oscar in this time. Gay this Elvis part. movie. Gay Elvis. Gay Cage. <laughs> Gay Cage. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Gay Elvis movie. That'd be sick. <laughs> Just. Put in false information that oh, Elvis was that gay. Was the whole so time. sick. Uh, don't take this the wrong way because we're friends and you're also my boss. But fuck you, Jim. This is some bullshit right here. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, I could. I reckon he could do a good Marlon Brando. Yes. And he had a bunch of gay escapades. Yes. There's a whole Ooh, story there. Yeah. Bam. Oh, he could definitely do Marlon Brando. And then that wouldn't have the same problem of of um like the whole Elvis family like not approving this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could do an older Brando when he gets all fat and gross. Yeah. Yeah. Job of the Hut Brando. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, here's uh, another just from that interview, the last thing um, that I thought was interesting about the way Nick Cage uh, uh, plays his parts. So Elijah Wood says, uh, quote, I think if you talk to Nick, he'll say, also, I like that he calls him Nick. I like that they're close enough that <laughs> he calls him Nick. It's yeah, cute. the best buds. Yeah, it's cute. Um, uh, okay, if you think you talk, I think if you talk to Nick, he'll say that he always has a secret intention for a character. In this particular film, Stone uh, character, Cage's character, has a perspective that doesn't quite need to be revealed, but Nick knows what's motivating him. It was so fascinating to see Nick know his decisions, maybe not know why he's doing something, but know that he has a secret internal truth. So that was kind of interesting to think of that, like, even when they're doing this movie, like, Elijah Wood would sometimes be like, I don't know what the heck he's doing, but there must be a reason he's doing it. Yeah. Right? I, def- <laughs> I feel like I definitely, uh, oh, no, here's, here's my, here's my bit. Uh-huh. The one issue I have, with the- I thought it was a good movie, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Sure. But the one issue I have that's just annoying is just Elijah Wood does, like, a really stupid move, like, towards the end of the movie oh, right, where it's right. like right, 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 right. it gets well, him spoilers spoiler it gets him alert. killed it, yeah. but like why would anyone do that like if you're if you're holding someone hostage right I think... and they ask please let me use the phone mm. right mm. you're gonna assume that that person's gonna call for help mm. because why would someone in a hostage situation not just call that. someone just be like love you and and not be like help me help me help me i'm here yeah so like obviously the hostage towels and it's like well you're an idiot for even letting her use the phone in the first place i think that was just to show that like that he's he naive so far like well it's who he trusted because in that decision yeah, in that moment that, in that moment he trusted her more than he trusted kate yeah in that moment he felt sorry for this woman and thought and that trusted she was innocent her and they were the bad guy uh, yeah and, and thought that cage was the bad guy I that was going to betray him. And, and and um i'm glad in the end that spoiler alert that both of the main characters die because 
especially that Elijah Wood dies because it just, I don't know, it just makes it a little bit more po- poetic, doesn't it? Because that, you know, I, I wouldn't want him to be able to get away and then, like, be on the beach somewhere with, like, millions of, you know, his diamonds or whatever um, when Nicolas Cage had died. Because I, don't, because I don't think his character would even want that. At that point, he's, like, so guilty or whatever. He'd either, the only other thing that would make sense to end it is him killing himself. Yeah, I know. You I know felt I, mean? I felt like bummed when he died just because I liked his character. But like, yeah, it, I don't know. Like when they both died, it was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. But I think they did it to. But it to, made sense. To tie it up very nicely with the bow on the end, where it was like there were these cops that worked in the evidence room that handled this boring evidence, and then the movie ends with them literally being put into a box, all of their belongings and all of the stuff they used, and now their evidence, you know, in the in the halls that they used to work, and they're going to be forgotten yeah. as just some dumb criminals that tried this thing, you know. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, you know, it ties it, it makes it so it, you can tie up the ending really neatly. It's sad because all of it is unnecessary. Like, none of it had to happen. Yeah. Like, uh, Elijah Wood was, like, a good guy yeah. that, like, was just misguided and just a bunch of stuff that just mistakes happened right and you're just watching it unfold yeah they just and... kind of bubble along look at you what and i'm skipping right into your little my what what's the name of that girl that solves the crimes nancy drew this is some nancy drew shit yeah so like elijah kills cage because he does, he's like because he thinks that cage is going to turn on him but then i mean it's true what, what he says in that quote where we're not like Cage's intentions are never actually like fully said in the movie. No, we never know. So we're kind of thinking with him, like when and he when Elijah's kill. getting suspicious, we yeah. we were shouting at a TV, going, "Kill him! You yeah, have to kill him! He's yeah, gonna!" We, we were like, "He's gonna totally backstab you! You gotta sort him out now! Kill him! Kill him!" And then like he does, and like you see that he's got the tickets like yeah, for both the of whole them. Yeah, because that's the thing is that Cage is saying like, "I've got two tickets to I don't know, wherever the, the Bahamas, Bahamas or something like that. We're gonna get out of here. Or we're gonna celebrate." And Elijah Wood is like, are you, are you joking? Like, are you, is that, is that a, you know, is that a, uh, are you manipulating yeah, me? Where, you know, you're just gonna, you're, you're looking for someone to blame all of this on. And you're gonna, and you're gonna take those tickets by yourself and get out of here and then put, blame this all on me. And he gets all in his head and all like, um, worried about, you know, cage turning on him and like all this stuff. And then eventually he does shoot him. And then when he gets to Cage and he's dead, he pulls out the tickets and sees that he has two tickets. So he's like, oh, he was telling the truth. Ah. Um, and then the woman that he did trust was like, cool. That he did trust. Then to... he tries to do another like good thing. He could have just left her there, technically. Yeah. Because she's, she's tied up to like um, like a bathroom sink, um, like handcuffed to it. So she's not going anywhere. She, he could have just left her there. Um, but he's like, no, I'm going to do the good thing. I'm going to drop her off, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And then she can find her way back. And so he's driving whatever out to the middle of nowhere. And then all of a sudden he's boxed in by uh, the people that she called who shoot him in the face. And then that's it. Yeah. And then it just ends. Yeah. And then it ends. Well, I mean, you know, there has a little scene of them being put into the evidence lockup and whatever. And then it ends. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, the title is, is, is pretty good. I mean, really. Because it's it good is because all about trust. It's good because you're, you don't get why it's called that. And at the end no. you're like, oh, uh, this is that's why it's cool but yeah it is um it does i mean i don't know every once in a while especially with these cage movies because they're all just sort of (laughs) some some of them are really out there and some of them just end and then some of them i just don't know what they're trying to say it was nice it was a little refreshing to see this movie because i was like okay i know what they're trying to say and they made it into this nice neat little package where everything works just right and all the beats hit right you know and and then they like tie it up at the end with a little bow 
and it makes sense with the title and everything, you know. It was, an, it was a refreshing task to watch a Cage movie that didn't completely baffle me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what I would say about this movie. Um, just a, an interesting fact that I found when I was looking stuff up about the movie. Uh, Jerry Lewis plays uh, Cage's dad. That's the old man. Uh, Cage's dad. That's Jerry Lewis. Oh. Yeah. And um, he apparently, the only reason he did a cameo in the movie is because Cage asked him to. They're very, very good friends. They've been friends for years. That's weird. And the guy, the guy from the butterfly effect was in the movie. Okay. This is the guy who is probably most known for all of you out there for being on almost every season of My Name is Earl that was on for like 12 seasons or something ridiculous. Alice could not stop thinking about where she had seen this person and finally shouted out, he was in the butterfly effect. That is a good movie. Oh my God. (laughs) That is a guilty pleasure movie. If anyone, you know, wants to have a laugh, watch the butterfly effect. It's great. Yes, there was and there's like loads of endings. It's amazing. The butterfly effect. Um, this movie was actually the very first. I thought this was uh, this was pretty good for a very your first very first feature directorial debut of the of the directors and their brothers who did it. It's Alex and Ben Brewer. That's pretty good for your first. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were saying too, especially in the beginning. This this movie, of course, is set in Vegas, but you don't really. It's not really like yeah. It doesn't really need is. to be set no, in no, Vegas. No, no. But but at the beginning when they're walking through the casinos and stuff like that, there's some really really cool shots. Like it looked really neat. Do you think um, Cage just only agrees to be? We did say that. Where I was like, I wonder if it's in his contract where he's like, I will only do movies to the, you know fifty miles outside of the <laughs> Vegas region. You know where he just needs to be like doesn't want to travel. <laughs> well, because he said he didn't want to do Lord of the Rings because he had to travel too far to <laughs> do did. it, and he was like, I don't want to leave Vegas. <laughs> he did. I mean, oh man, Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage could have been friends for years and years and years ago. Oh my god, yeah, imagine. Maybe they would be in a homosexual relationship now if he had actually done <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Anyway, just think about it, guys. I mean, Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage, that'd be adorable. I oh, mean, but then Elijah would be, wouldn't be free for you. But that's the whole psychology behind people being into, like, shipping, like, oh. straight women being into shipping gay couples because uh-huh. it's like this person would never be into me and it's depressing that seeing them with other females uh-huh. but i can project vicariously uh-huh. through them being like into another okay. guy you know and it's forbidden thanks and for an insight like, into the weird corners of the internet i know any any internet subculture quiz me and it's i know very true alice is very well well versed onto the weirdness of the internet which we I mean, won't get I, into for I Alice's was, own safety. I was born in the internet. <laughs> I was born in the internet. Okay. Um, just a... Oh, just another interview that I saw that asked a good question because there is a particular scene where, um, like, Cage goes full Cage right in Elijah Wood's face. Do you remember that? No. Like, where he's screaming in, in, in Elijah Wood's face when they're trying to... Remember when he erases the numbers off the ball and Cage is trying oh, to get yeah, into the ball? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah, because when I was watching that, I was thinking like, oh my god, like what must it be like to be the 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 center of attention to Cage's full cage? I would cry if someone if someone and I didn't know that they were Cage, and if someone came at me with that much intensity, I would just be like. If you're in the situation where you're on a set, right, and you're watching this person go from, hey, you know, you're all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, the weather's good. To, you know, to in your face. Like, how do you I would be, like, kind of 
shooken up. I'd be I know. Like, oh. <laughs> Especially Elijah, because he looks so frail and like yeah, he, so he looks like genuinely like distressed over. Yeah, he all. I mean, that's just kind of his face to begin with, and then he's also tiny. And Nicholas Cage is a he's six foot something. He's six foot four or something like that. He like he's over six foot. Um, that would be very intimidating. Also, Nick Cage looks like he has like a lace from also, mustache. Also, yes, how are we just now talking about this? We talked about this throughout the entire movie. We couldn't decide if it was a real mustache or if it was a fake mustache. I think we, we landed on fake. I don't know, because it looked real, but like the tips were like lighter than the well, rest. they were white. It, he had like little white hair. Yeah, but it looked like... But I feel like if, it, if that was I thought it was like mustache, a lace front mustache. He wouldn't have white hairs. Like he would dye that. <laughs> He's too uh, proud to have white hair. But I was saying he looks more normal dressed as like a disgusting sleazy policeman with a mustache than he does just in real life and his day to day like way he presents himself because he looks like an insane person. No, he does. Normally, I mean, you know, he has he's it's fashion, Alice. (laughs) Um, It's couture. (laughs) It's couture, Uh, custom. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I also like to think how much of the year cage spends growing and then shaving off facial hair for movie roles which it must be a lot or like cutting his hair or whatever maybe it was like cgi upper lip like in <laughs> superman superman um anyway so in this one in the a complex interview by kristen yonsu kim um uh she asked him what it was like getting yelled in the face by cage and elijah wood said quote intense it was great <laughs> I think anytime you are in a moment with another actor, you sort of forget about everything else. It's a very exciting thing to be opposite. He loved it. He had a chub. He had a chub on oh, when it was happening. Yeah, for sure. He was like, Ugh. yeah, a little chubby, a little acting acting chub. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was nice to. I I would be pumped too. I mean, I don't know. I just uh, that imagine one time before you die you get to see that in person cage just i wish cage would shout at me and threaten to kill me he'd be sick (laughs) (laughs) i wish he would just kill me (laughs) i wish he would strangle me to death i wish nicholas if i had to go in any way it would be strangled to death by by nick cage Cage. yeah that's how i'm going um i'm gonna make it happen whether he likes it or not i'm gonna when i'm at the end of my life when i get terminal cancer i'm like right you got a week to live i'm going to cage's house knock on his door and i'm gonna harass him until he strangles me to death and that's how i'm going there you go, people. <laughs> Wait to read that headline. <clears throat> um, it's also kind of weird that to think that Cage has never done like live theater. He, mu- he must have. I don't believe that. Maybe, when he was, yeah, maybe when he was training, that, acting, yeah, like I haven't, I, mean, I haven't looked at that specifically, but it's just like I wonder. <clears throat> like he should do one now. Like that would be so fun to go see Cage in like an actual live performance. I would do that. Yeah. How else you even be in a play? Live version of Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, that'd be sick. Um, this was just another last quote from Elijah Wood. He said, "I've uh, quote I've long I've so long admired Nick's work and wanted to work with him, especially in something where the core of the film is our relationship. He did not disappoint. He's so vital, filled with ideas. Nick's always got amazing and crazy ideas. How cute! Oh, OTP. <clears throat> um. Also, too, I read a thing that uh, Elijah Wood is who." introduced cage to panos cosmatos Ooh, mm-hmm. so we have elijah we wood have to, thank to thank for mandy. mandy yeah that's sick from this movie they you know uh i think i think cage had been sent the script the script or had 
met him before or something like that briefly and then it didn't work out and then elijah wood kind of reconnected them and then that's so good thank thank you elijah thank you Elijah. we owe you so much you're such a treasure okay don't look at creepy he is a treasure, even though, you oh. know, he grew up in the whole Hollywood uh, system and probably yeah, witnessed a, a lot of say- shady shit. Oh, actually, shit. that's what I was looking up because I was like, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And then I saw I just quickly tibled, typed in Elijah Wood scandal just to see. Well, what he's and he did talk about the Hollywood pedophile ring. Uh, he talks about it all ago. the time, but he he says that like he it didn't happen to him, no, but yeah. he knows that it, that it happened yeah. and that he knew he saw it like that it exists because Corey Feldman because he, he was like mates with Corey Feldman and stuff growing up right yeah but I think who like owns a cult now and is like a cult leader and yeah. has like female slaves that like follow him around it's really weird yeah well that's what that's how you get messed up though you're in the Hollywood don't be a child actor man if you're if you're a mother out there don't don't make your kid a child actor I'm if you're a Hollywood mother maybe if you're in like a small town but Hollywood child actors they're gonna sorry mom have a rough time I I was child actor. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that explains but, but why we're here. This, do- this <laughs> I made her do it, if anything. <laughs> um, okay, yes, thank you. It does explain a lot. I have an idea. It's kind of... Okay. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just looking quickly at it. Because he clarified his remarks, I know. that. Where well, he because said- he was like... <clears throat> Oh, okay. So basically, he was saying just just what you said that he said um, that he knew of this thing, but he said that he's that they weren't like his knowledge wasn't based on personal experience. Yeah. So basically, this quote says, "Let me be clear: this subject of child abuse is an important one that should be discussed and properly investigated." But but as I am absolutely clear to the writer, I have no firsthand experience or observation of the topic, so I cannot speak with any authority beyond articles I have read and films I have seen. Okay. And probably people he has spoken to, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But. Well, we could go into a whole pedophile ring uh, talk here, but I don't know if that's appropriate for the Nick Cage podcast. No, I guess not. But Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. You know, all that shit. Madeline McCann. Yeah. I mean. Well, you think it's the parents. Yeah, well. Anyway, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're. This is the number one pedophile why we, podcast. Why do we get always get off track? It's always, like, <laughs> it's always Scientology, pedophiles. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, speaking of Scientology, actually, I wanted to see if you saw uh, that. Scientology update. Yeah, Scientology update. Xenu, Um, If you guys don't know, Elizabeth Moss, yes, the Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men and Handmaid's Tale and other cool stuff, is a Scientologist. And she recently talked for the very first time about Scientology, but she didn't really say anything that good. But she's in some new movie that's called, that has a really bad title. Her smell. Ugh. That's disgusting. Yeah, but it's like about like a rock star. Anyway, she she was doing press for the movie. I heard I heard about this on another podcast. Um, she defended her beliefs uh, of Scientology. Because she's just like, you know, she says she's a feminist and all this stuff yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But she's a, sci- she's a freaking Scientologist. I think this is ridiculous. And I really like The Handmaid's Tale. It makes me mad that she's a Scientologist. And it makes me mad that she tries to pretend or, or I mean, it's she because they're shielded. They, she doesn't. She doesn't know. She doesn't know the horrors that are like, happening. And point, she's made she's to believe. She's willingly letting herself be shielded because like, 
all the information's just, out there. She's not, yeah, because she's not looking for the information. If you, she just took two seconds to actually research this thing that she's into and that she's... Yeah, but also, you've invested millions of dollars into this lifestyle. Everyone you know, right. everyone you know and love is a part of it. Like, you cannot leave. If you leave, your life is ruined, your career is over, your, like... Uh, Whatever, not I mean, you're, you're told, you're told, yeah, but you're also told that like all the horror, heinous shit that goes on. I feel like is they need one say is is to save the world. They need one big name. I guess Leah Remini wasn't big enough. They need one big Tom Cruise. No, yeah, t- uh, uh, Travolta's Travolta. coming out. He's coming out. Travolta or something to say, you know what? I'm not taking this anymore. And then I think everybody would. Well, no, that's him. not true because. David Miscavige's own father left and no, people I know, but still I mean like a celebrity, not like a Scientology celebrity. I mean like a celeb like a big celebrity. Well Leah Remini's doing a bit and she's doing yeah, she a lot. God bless you, Leah Remini. Um but this is what Elizabeth Moss had to say. Uh Moss was asked about her and also good on the um person who interviewed her. It says an interview with the th- with the Daily Beast. Um, for asking for actually asking her the question. I feel like people don't even bother asking her the question because they don't want to like whatever she's yeah, a celebrity yeah. and i don't want to make her mad so good for them to for at least asking what all of us want to know um she's asked about her belief in scientology and how that might be seen as quote being at odds with the themes in her hit hulu drama as well as the show in which made her famous amc's Mad Men. she said listen she basically says nothing it's like such a bleh answer but whatever she says quote listen it's a complicated thing because the things that i believe in I can only speak to my personal experience and my personal beliefs. One of the things I believe in is freedom of speech. I believe Bullshit. we as Fuck humans it. should be able to critique things. Fuck which is guy. ridiculous because Scientologists cannot critique Scientology. No. Scientology is all about if you dare critique us, then your you're, life is destroyed. Yeah, we're going to destroy you. So how, that is such a hypocritical statement. And doesn't that all go with the thing that she's saying that she Well, because they're fed, they're fed lines. They're told, if someone asks you, this is what you say. Right. And they're also told to lie about what they believe in. Right. So like when you talk about Xenu, they say, that's not real. We don't know about. Like they're, they're, they're lying. They're straight up lying. It just makes me mad because I really fell for her trap, for your trap, Elizabeth Moss, where I thought you were this cool. I really loved Mad Men. I really loved you on Mad Men. And I was like, oh, she's so cool. She was giving me all these interviews and she was like, oh, you know, positive about this, 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 that, whatever. And she also did this thing called, uh, this movie called, um, oh, what was it, Top of the Lake or something like that. That was a really, really good mini- miniseries. I thought she was a great actress. And then when I found out she was a Scientologist, I was so freaking pissed that I had gotten bamboozled by this bamboozled bamboozled yeah that's right i'm using the hard words <laughs> hard b on hard b. <laughs> big b bamboozled by her um so i just want to i just want everybody to know that elizabeth moss is i still enjoy um handmaid's tale but now i know that it's a big lie but this is why the this main is, person is freaking a scientologist this is why celebrities are terrible people because in her in all celebrities minds of scientology they're not abusing me i know so, so, it's, so it must it's be not fine abusing. It's fine, and I don't care that these non-celebrity people are getting the shit beaten out of them because their money taken. Because can't see their children. I get special treatment because I'm a celebrity, and I love that I get all that power. And I don't give a shit that there are child slaves in a in a camp. Because God bless Leah Remini. God bless seriously that angel because she grew up in it. Yeah, and she was the only. She's the only one. The only kind of celebrity. Not like Scientology stuff. That's like, like I'm going to take him down. Like, you know what? F this. I'm not doing this anymore. This this isn't right. Yeah, because her one of her best friends just disappeared. Where is Shelley Miskovich? Okay, we've said this several times. But where is she? Okay. 
she's dead. She's dead. No, she's in a basement. Dead. Anyway, okay, wait. Did she say anything? Oh, uh, um, okay, she also stressed that she is not anti-LGBTQ. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold That's on. so funny. It's like, I'm not anti-LGBTQ, but, but I am part of yeah, an organization that uh, explicitly says that it's wrong that's, and that's L. Ron Hubbard's own son committed suicide for being gay. gay. Um, <laughs> she's told the t- Daily Beast that she believes in freedom of the press, blah, 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 and people being able to speak their own opinions. Quote, I don't want to take that away from anybody because the actual... Because that Your opinions are just wrong. To me. Yeah, ridiculous. At the same time, I should hope that people educate themselves for themselves oh, and form you. their own opinion as I have. She's so self-righteous. Educate yourself. Yeah, read anything oh, that's not ignorant. written by L. Ron Hubbard. Read, oh, read, God. read going clear. I just, this pissed me off so much. I really liked, I really liked her. She's, she also stressed that she is not anti, anti-LGBTQ. But that's the thing is that they always say that they're told, they're briefed. Like, if you're a celebrity, this is say. what you say. Yeah. You say, no, we're not gay. Usually she no. doesn't talk about it at all. But yeah. I, I think most people just don't ask her about but it. But they're all briefed. They're all, whenever they get these questions, their answer is, no, we don't hate gay people. No, we don't do yeah. this. We don't do this. We don't do this. And it's just lies. Yeah. Like, there's that uh, interview where they're all there. Mm just spouting like they have no morals they, they'll is, lie because it's all for the sake of saving the planet you're right this is the part that pissed me off the most about what she said she said quote i am obviously a huge feminist and a huge supporter of the lgbtq community and i believe so strongly i can't even tell you and people being able to do what they want to do to love who they want to love to be the person that they want to be whoever that is like obviously you don't though because you're a scientologist just as long as they don't go against scientology just as long as they believe in xeno the things that I believe in personally for me, The Handmaid's Tale and the ability to do something that is artistically fulfilling but is also personally fulfilling, I've never had that, she said. The Handmaid's Tale lines up so perfectly parallel with my own beliefs in freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the things that this country was actually built on. What? Anyway, I, need, I needed to talk about that. I'm, I actually made a note for myself. So I'm glad I remembered you to do that. I don't know what this is. I don't know where we are right now. Okay. This is... Because, okay, you know, we do, this is, this podcast is called Nicholas's Cage. This is like a half Scientology and yes, podcast, half Nick Cage And podcast. yes, we do talk about Nicholas Cage every week, but I am, I'm, I'm trying to do some little tendrils of other stuff for you guys here, you know? And we, we love talking about Scientology, so that's that. So deal with I it. I mean, we have several subjects we're passionate about. One yep. is Scientology. One is watching people, people, kill people humiliating themselves on YouTube for a living. Yeah, we do. And that. two... Like, I could talk for hours about how much I despise Star Wars and oh, anyone yeah. that likes Star Wars. So, True. if tell us what you want to hear oh, and, and we'll when talk Terrace about House it. When Terrace House is back on, we could definitely talk about yeah. Terrace House. Did you finish the last No, I didn't even Alice! Uh, I just can't bring myself to... You have to do it. I can't bring myself to watch anything other than people Tokyo kill themselves on YouTube. It's coming back, but you just have to finish it. Okay. Okay, well... Anyway. This podcast is going to slowly morph into... Into something different, but you know. Yeah. We, we can't only talk about Nicolas Cage shortly. I mean... I mean, we've done, we've done pretty good so far. Yeah. <laughs> we still got a few to go. We do. We have a lot of movies. I feel like every time there I find a movie that I haven't heard of before, Nicolas Cage is just the gift that keeps on giving, truly. Anyway. So, we watched The Truth this week with Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage. We liked it. Oh, um, let yeah, me just I'd quickly... recommend it. Yeah, I would recommend it, actually. Um, it's got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, so not bad. 
Um, as we always do. Everyone, I urge you to go to Ron Tomatoes and vote it up and get it to 69. Yeah. Get it to 69%. 69 60. Oh, everybody do that for all of Cage's movies. Either vote up or down. If we can get all, all of Cage's movies to 69%, that'd be sick. That's yeah. how we know we made it. That's the campaign. <laughs> That's how we know we made Hashtag it. Hashtag Cage69. <laughs> yeah. that's how that's how we'll get his attention um so just also uh because we always mention ebert Ooh, wow the i'm just looking at the poster here that's on roger ebert it is wild cage's face looks not real well you're out there smoking that reefer got a two out of four this is of course after um this re- review was written, of course, after Roger Ebert passed away. R.I.P. It's written by Glenn Kenny. Oh, so this isn't even an Ebert review. No, but I mean, it's still his website, you know. They... Wait, so other people review yes. on his website? Yes. That's weird. They had to do that. That started when he started why getting older and sick. Why can't they just review on their own website? Because... Why are they using the name of a dead man to do their reviews? Because everybody knows Roger Get your own review. Um, I was just seeing if there's anything... Yeah, I guess he didn't. He thought it was okay. Um, the only opinion I want of movies is from Greg Turkington. True. Five out of five bags of popcorn. <laughs> and two sodas. Two sodas. <laughs> uh, and three diamonds. <laughs> yeah, and three little... Uh, yeah, three little diamonds just sparkling glistening <laughs> yeah so i think this is uh, i'm just looking at a title of a variety review it says that the trust is nicholas cage at his cagiest i feel like everybody says that about every new cage movie but this is a very cagey movie you know there's definitely some he there's a lot of cage moments in this movie to uh yes yeah, so it's a good, good little cage performance. performance something like this is worth doing if you can keep it quiet and simple okay and what you're talking about here would be neither of those things, I can promise you. Wow, that sounded so cool. The way you just said that right now. <gasps> okay, well, I liked this movie. It was better than the last few we've seen. The last few we've seen have just been really bad. Yeah, it was so much better than City of Angels. That sucked. Yeah, that was bad. Um, so yeah, so uh, check it out, The Trust. We saw it on Amazon Prime, so super easy to watch. Yeah. Um, check out Nicolas Cage's mustache. Tell us if you think it's real or not. Um, make sure to check out our Instagram Graham, Graham. I can't talk. Make sure to like our picture of Monchichi, my cat. We're going to put up a picture of Monchichi. Make sure to like that picture. Otherwise, Alice will be very sad. Otherwise, I will kill myself. Okay. Well, then just me in the cage next week. <laughs> um, I will kill myself. Boom, Pearl. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to do it this don't time. Don't try me. I will, I will kill myself. Kill, I will do it this time. She had a new video. Have you seen it? No. I feel like they're, they're, it, it's not new now, but like it was... I feel like she has a new video. Anyway, 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 getting off topic. Okay. Um, make sure to follow at Cage Cage Pod. Follow our Instagram <laughs> for fun pics and for uh, to see our adorable mascot Monchichi. Um, make sure to like and s- not like uh, rate and subscribe on. I- I've been watching too much YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe. Um, uh, to rate, leave a comment on iTunes. Uh, tell your people to listen to us um otherwise uh until fuck off you're a positive thinker and i respect you and i 
fucking dig you. Is this like on the deep web? This is ASMR. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> okay, finally, I've killed Alice inside the cage. <laughs> She's dead.